This is Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine, and I'm John Wiener. Now it's time for another episode of The Children's Hour, stories about Ivanka, Jared, Don Jr., and little Eric. Boy, are those kids in trouble this week. For that, we turn, of course, to Amy Willens, our chief Jared correspondent. She's a longtime contributing editor at The Nation, former Jerusalem correspondent for The New Yorker, and recent recipient of a Guggenheim Fellowship. Amy, welcome back. Thank you, John. Well, lately we've been hearing about a new Trump, Mary. Who the heck is Mary Trump and why is the president suing her? There are a lot more Trumps than we had reckoned for. She's his brother Fred's daughter. His brother Fred died in 1981 at age 42 uh, from complications related to alcohol abuse. Very sad. Mary was only 16. The reason we're hearing about Mary is because she's written a book. The Trumps are very literary, you may notice. Uh, She's written a book, uh, and it's called Too Much and Never Enough, How My Family Created the World's Most Dangerous Man. The Trump family is trying to suppress the book by claiming that Mary is in violation of an NDA, non-disclosure agreement, that was signed in 2001, two years after Fred Trump died. Fred the patriarch, not her dad. Uh, Mary claims she is not in violation of this because this non-disclosure agreement was filled with incorrect data about the estate and that she would never have uh, signed a non-disclosure agreement had she realized that she was uh, signing away a fortune rather than a nothing. All this has to do with the aftermath of the death of Fred Sr., the patriarch, and it's a complicated and exciting story. Uh, the will of Fred Trump, the patriarch, was written in consultation with Donald Trump when Fred was very ill toward the end of his life. And the uh, alcoholic son, Fred, and his family were left out of the uh, estate that the rest of the Trump children inherited. So there's a lot of bad blood. And Mary and her brother, Fred III, because of course it's a kingly Uh, dynasty, sued the Trump family when they realized they'd been left out of the will. They challenged the will and thereby inciting uh, Donald Trump to great anger. And he stopped paying medical bills for Fred III's son who has cerebral palsy. That was the upshot of when you sue Trump's, you lose. And most families, by the way, when they have a lot of money, they take care of the weakest members of the family, not so in the Trump family. And uh, what about Ivanka? I have not seen her in the news much lately. She's been sort of in a quiet phase publicly. She's busy with saving the planet. So she is now in charge of the One Trillion Trees Act and the Great American Outdoors Act for the White House. This is a global effort to plant trees, to conserve, restore, and grow forests around the world that was sort of fueled at Davos. She's the front person for climate change because they've realized this might be something of an important issue in the upcoming elections. But she can never say she's thinking about climate change because, as you know, John, climate change is a phrase that cannot be said in the Trump administration. It cannot be written by anyone in the Trump administration, whether they're a scientist, a political figure or anything. So that's out of the question. But she, so she said, 
This administration has made protecting and promoting healthy and resilient forests a priority, but that's not true. So I just wanted to add a little note here that Donald Trump and the officials he's appointed have systematically undermined, degraded, and outright attacked the laws that protect our public lands, the agencies that manage them, and the resources those lands represent, including our national parks. Um, Bruce Westerman will be working by Ivanka's side. He's a Republican from Arkansas, congressman. Here's how he thinks about forests. Although technology has changed the importance of healthy forests, the forest product economy and their role in conservation have never been more important. So that's what really the One Trillion Trees is about to the Trump administration, forest products. So that's wood products, paper, et cetera. Now, another thing you make out of uh, paper products is surgical masks. Right. But do they want to wear masks? It's a question in the family. There's a certain uh, discord in the family over masks. And Ivanka has been a pro-masker. I'm sure that's a term now. She uh, was shown early on in the uh, pandemic making masks with her daughter. And uh, she herself is still wearing masks. She was just pictured with her friend, Bruce Westerman, her trillion tree man, both wearing masks in the picture. And this caused a Twitter storm among Trump supporters. And I wanna just read for my audience, our audience, um, one of the great Twitter posts that was put up. But there were many, many just like this, but this one sums it all up. WTF Ivanka. Why do you support something you know has sinister intentions? Take off the mask. You're not a disease-carrying death bringer, and this is not a real pandemic. I know you know that. Very disappointing to watch you play along. WTF Ivanka. And that takes us to Don Jr. and his girlfriend, Kimberly Guilfoyle. They do not wear masks, and Kim as she is known, known in the tabloids, was in the headlines, page one, on the 4th of July. Right. So, Kimmy, Kim Guilfoyle, who is Donald Trump Jr.'s girlfriend, they went to a party in the Hamptons where there was no social distancing and no mask wearing. Then they went down to Tulsa. And then on their way to Mount Rushmore, Kim's test came back positive. So this is what happens when you don't wear a mask, by the way. So now she is off the campaign trail and her husband is self-isolating, he says. her No, sorry, not her husband, her boyfriend, Donald Trump Jr., is self-isolating. I wonder, of course, because I'm a mother, whether he's self-isolating and not seeing his five children with his former wife, Vanessa. And of course... We must talk about Jared. You're our chief Jared correspondent. What is this week's Jared update? Well, Jared seems to have lost some of his cachet and control at the White House, or at least sources in the White House are spinning it that way, because he's supposedly too progressive for the Trump base by promoting criminal justice reform. Explaining the president's feelings about Kushner's impact on the 2020 campaign, someone close to Trump paraphrased comments he supposedly gave, saying, no more of Jared's woke shit, meaning that the president is not into uh, reigning in the police and that he'll end his uh, 
support for federal police reform legislation this year, which was weak support in any case. It's an effective acceptance that Trump believes he can't really pull in black voters with the amount he's willing to go forward in dealing with the police situation. No more Jared woke shit. We don't want to forget about Melania. Who could forget about Melania? Although she always seems to be trying to get you to forget about her. Um, (laughs) So last month, a a book came out called The Art of Her Deal, The Untold Story of Melania Trump. Uh, It's by a Pulitzer Prize winning journalist named Mary Jordan. And this book has tons of interesting little gossipy details in it. But of course, with the Trumps, the most interesting part is the money. And this, the book manages to put together both the money thing and the gossip thing in a way that is quite juicy because if you all remember when Melania refused to come live in the White House at the beginning of the presidency, everyone said, oh, well, little Baron, he's in school and she wants to be near him in New York, blah, blah. So the taxpayer has to pay for her to be in New York and Donald to be at the White House. And it was considered a big, you know, deal. Um, But it turns out that she was not there just to be with Barron, although I'm sure that was part of it, but she wanted to renegotiate her prenup. And she found herself as the wife of the president of the United States in a singularly powerful position to renegotiate what had not been such a great prenup, apparently because she wanted to have a baby when they got married and he was not so eager to have a baby. So she bargained the baby into the prenup and lost money on that account. Um, So what with the Hollywood access tape haunting him as he is running for the presidency and then winning the presidency, she figured she would renegotiate and she did. And what she got was more money for herself, according to Mary Jordan's book, but also the inclusion of Barron Trump, who had previously been excluded in in shares of the Trump businesses and Trump properties for the future so that Barron's financial future is assured. But the best part, frankly, of the book are these things. She read all 17 of his books. I can't believe No one could. That's a (laughs) loving wife. But Mary Jordan says she did it so that she would know him better, so that she would be able to behave the way exactly he wanted her to behave. She's so good at erasing her past that there were no bridesmaids at her wedding. Wow. No friends at her wedding. She speaks Slovenian and is a Slovenian citizen. And Barron has Slovenian citizenship as well as American citizenship, unheard of. And when she's at home with Barron in the White House and her parents who are there also, they all speak speak Slovenian and Donald Trump can't understand what they're saying. (laughs) It's too good. And finally, we get to little Eric, as we call him. He made a mistake last week. So Eric Trump tweeted a photo of Chelsea Clinton's wedding. Bill Clinton escorting Chelsea down the aisle, in which the recently arrested heiress and suspected pedophile Ghislaine Maxwell can be seen in attendance. And under the picture, he wrote, birds of a feather, meaning Bill and Ghislaine and Jeffrey, by extension. In any case, almost immediately on Twitter, the Twitter universe responded with many, many photos of Ghislaine Maxwell and Jeffrey Epstein cozying up to Donald and Melania Trump. (laughs) And we've all seen those photos. Anyway, soon after, 
Eric rushed and deleted his tweet without explanation. Amy, maybe we should explain that we do the children's hour not just for fun, although it is fun, but there is a serious idea underneath all this fun. That's right, John. Do the children's hour is because the children are exemplary of what the Trump administration is all about, not just in their politics and in their bad behavior and in their sort of lording, uh, entitled way, but in the mom and pop, this is a family business, uh, this is a dynasty, America is ruled by a royal family way, and they're important, and it's important to keep track of them and how they behave. So for the future, when Ivanka runs for president, which she will, unless they're totally discredited, <laughs> so someday... This has been the Children's Hour with Amy Willens. Tune in again next week for more stories about Ivanka, Jared, Don Jr., and little Eric. Thank you, Amy. Thanks. You've been listening to Start Making Sense, the weekly podcast of The Nation magazine. You can hear more interviews like this one at thenation.com, and you can subscribe to Start Making Sense at iTunes Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm John Wiener. Thanks for listening. 